This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 252. You have to understand that Google is actually providing a service for the user. When it's ranking the website, it's providing a service for the user. It's not thinking of the advertiser. Mm-mm. And so uh, when we can deliver a website that has certain things that Google is looking for and the user is happy, then Google is happy. And in return, we get more ranking, we get more traffic to the website, and it's kind of this cycle that feeds each other. So you're not paying for the service, but you have to do certain things in order to entice Google to give you that ranking. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rentschler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the Star Coach Show. It's wonderful to have you here. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, and we are going to dive into some technology today. I suppose it would be called technology. It's kind of looking at your website. Now, whether you have a website or you don't have a website, I would really urge you to tune in to this episode because you might determine after listening to this episode that you want a website. Or if you're in the process of building a website, this is going to give you great tips on how to structure it. For all of us who have been out there for a while and we have websites, I can tell you there were several things that my guest today shared with me that I thought, oh, that's something I'm going to want to tweak. So we're going to dive into all things website and how to optimize those websites today with my guest, Eric Seropian. I'm going to tell you more about that in just a moment. If this is your first time here or just in general, you're getting to know the Star Coach Show, let me share a little bit about the whole purpose of the show. As an executive coach, but maybe even more importantly, as a mentor coach and somebody who is passionate about helping coaches bring their work into the world to move that dial, to get moving, to take bold action and help supply you with the kinds of things that coaches need to build their business, to keep sharpen their skills and to create a difference in organizations where human beings are working. We need to come together as a community. And that's my hope for the Star Coach Show. I work with coaches to help them get their work into the world. And I work with leaders to help them use coaching skills and techniques and listening to be that much better in their leadership. So with that, there's lots of different angles that we can take to explore the many resources that are out there to be the very best we can be. With that concept in place, let's talk about what we're going to focus on today because we are in a digital world. We are in 2021. We've got to have a presence on the web, whether that's through social media, whether that's through videos and YouTubing, And how are we building our credibility through having things like websites? 
When we have a website, how are we creating it in such a way that people can actually find us? That is what Eric Seropian is going to talk about us, talk about with us today. Eric is the owner of This Is My South Bay, which is a digital marketing agency located in the South Bay region of Los Angeles. His agency specializes in helping small to mid-sized businesses gain exposure online. I would say the vast majority of us are probably small to mid-sized businesses, and he's going to help us understand digital marketing strategies, primarily what is a search engine, how is it accessing our website, and what is it looking for so that it can say, yes, I want to put this website in front of people who are looking for a relationship coach or who are looking for an executive coach or somebody who put in whatever it is that you do when they search for that, that's what comes up in front of them. And there are many different strategies we need to think about in relationship to search engine optimization. And that's what Eric is going to share with us today. When we think about what we do and what we do well, you know, the reality is for me, I feel like my sweet spots are teaching and coaching and engaging with people. And it's not so much the technology aspect, which is why I bring experts like Eric on to bring their wisdom to you. So let's go to my show with Eric Seropian, and I'll see you on the other side. Eric, welcome to the Star Coach Show. I am so excited about what we're going to share today. I think that, you know, my audience, as you know, tend to be coaches. We love to coach, but technology... Now, I can't speak for everybody. I don't want to overgeneralize, but generally, technology would not be necessarily our forte. So the fact that you're going to help us figure out how to optimize our websites is all ears are alert now. So do you want to tell us just a little bit about your company and what you do as we get into today's show? Sure. First of all, thank you for having me on your show. I'm happy to be here. And as far as uh, what we do, the, the name of the agency is called This Is My South Bay. I live in the South Bay part of Los Angeles. There's a, about 25 million people that live in the LA area. Just in a the small South Bay. little area. Yeah. yeah, just a small town. And there's about a million people that live in the South Bay area of Los Angeles. So LA is kind of like a bay. And then the other side, the north side of the bay is where Malibu and Santa Monica and Venice Beach, all those touristy, popular places are. And so we're on the other side of the bay. What a creative name for your company. Yeah, I grew up there. I live there. I do business there. I have clients from, you know, all around the country and a, a couple out of the country even. But I use, uh, you know, the, the, the social media and the website is almost like a case study for small businesses that are looking, small to mid-sized businesses that are looking for that local search engine optimization campaigns. And so it's a different campaign that you run on SEO when it's local. Let's say you're a real estate agent or a mechanic Mm -hmm. restaurant and it's hyper local versus if you're selling apparel or, you know, selling uh, gift items online where you could sell nationwide, worldwide, et cetera. So it's a different kind of campaign that you run. Interesting. So those people who are listening, 
Some coaches tend to be regional or even, you know, right in their local area. In general, I think particularly COVID helped kind of expand that and that coaches often offer their services digitally. So, but we're going to have probably both people listening, uh, those that tend to be more regional and those that are nationwide or, or worldwide. So that, uh, that's an interesting little tidbit there. And we're going to be talking about how to optimize our websites, like I said. So Eric and I thought we'd start just with the basics here. What is search engine optimization and wherever you want to go with that, because this is your forte and We've already discussed the fact that this is this is definitely where I tend to be a little challenged. So where do we want to go? So let's start with the beginning. So you have search engine. The big one is Google. So we'll use Google as an example. Okay. So when you go to google.com and in the search box there, you're going to type in what it is that you're looking for, whether it's an accountant or a restaurant or you know, you're looking to buy a pencil, whatever the case may be. And so out comes the search engine results page. Usually on the top part of the page, there's about two or three sponsored links there. And usually at the bottom of the page, there's about two or three sponsored links. Now in the middle of every page, there are 10 uh, listings that are organically placed there. You cannot buy that listing. So what Google is doing is it's trying to match the user with the website and saying, this person, this user typed in this keyword, and I believe it's a good match with this website. And so that real estate on Google is free. So you're not buying that, that listing. Now, that's a game changer to be ranked on Google and to yeah. get that traffic. You get emails. I mean, I'm, I know I do, and I'm sure many of our listeners will get emails saying, get on first page of Google. And that's what Eric's talking about. Yeah. So... What you want to do is you want to be able to be ranked on the you know, top three, top 10, whatever the case may be for a particular keyword that you're looking to target. Usually the conversions on the organic are higher than the paid ads because you can pay to be on a particular keyword. You can buy the traffic from Google. But when Google is almost vouching and it's almost like it's lining up the two parties and saying, I think you two should meet. Matchmaking. Yes. Exactly. That's the word I was looking for. Matchmaking. Yes. Uh, I think that that's, that's a good indicator because Google is very particular in how they want to put people together. And so and we to want to be able to optimize that. Exactly. Okay. And so um, to, to take a step back, you have to understand that Google is actually providing a service for the user. When it's ranking the website, it's providing a service for the user. It's not thinking of the advertiser. Mm -mm. And so uh, when we can deliver a website that has certain things that Google is looking for and the user is happy, then Google is happy. And in return, we get more ranking, we get more traffic to the website, and it's kind of this cycle that feeds each other. So you're not paying for the service, but you have to do certain things in order to entice Google to give you that ranking. And that's what we're going to learn today. Some of that. We're going to explore some of those things today so that you can actually think about, am I doing this on my website? Are these things that are I could employ? And I just want to, to reinforce that idea that, that Eric brought up about when you come up 
Think about the last time you searched for something and the first two or three that came up that said add, add, add next to them. Did you not just drop down below those to the organic search? <laughs> That's what I always do. I'm always like, oh, just because they paid to be here doesn't mean I want to know what's going. What is Google suggesting to me? So that's that's basically what we're talking about here. Exactly. Okay. So, so we'll start kind of from the ground floor. So the first thing that we want to do is we want to make sure that the website is optimizable, meaning that let's say, for example, you go to a website, you, you go to Google, you type in something, and then Google gives you the results. You click on that, that link to go from Google to that website. Mm -hmm. And you don't have a good user experience with, with that website. Let's say the pages aren't loading. It's taking forever for a page to load, but you click on links on the website and the, they're broken links, or it has pop-ups, or it has you know, different kinds of things that are not a good user experience. Now, what happens as the user is that we don't remember the website that gave us the bad user experience. We remember Google for sending us to that website. So that's why Google is very discriminating in how it uh, presents uh, search results. So we want to make sure, first of all, that the website is, uh, we don't have any broken links. So if somebody goes and clicks on, let's say, for example, the contact us page, mm -hmm. that it does, it's not just a broken link, that the navigation, it, the website is easy to navigate, that you're not constantly feeling lost and backspace and uh, forward and backward. You don't have a lot of pop-ups, the light box popping up and right. things like now that. It's okay to have one or not? One is, one is good, just not okay. on every page. And okay. you have to click over and over again to minimize the, uh, the pop-up. Okay. Each page should be loading within several seconds or else again, it's not a good user experience and you will not get ranked. Okay. So let's say that part is, is taken care of and that the website is light, it's functional, it's dynamic, and we're, we're rolling. So we want to make sure that we get Google's attention in different ways. And one of the big ways is through content creation. So content creation could be uh, creating a blog post, creating a video, or creating a video, embedding it onto your website, and then transcribing that content. So there are different ways to create content and then to serve it up to Google to say, here, here's, here's what I did on this particular subject. So if you're a coach, uh, let's say, for example, there's someone that's a coach, that's mm -hmm. a business coach that maybe specializes in a particular field or had a particular experience with a client and they blogged about it. And you're, you're able to go and create a page on your website that explains that uh, process. You wanna make sure that you tag the pages correctly so Google can read it. Because a lot of times when you upload a page, when you create a page on let's say WordPress or Wix or whatever you use, if you don't uh, tag the pages correctly, WordPress gives it sometimes just a, a number. So Google doesn't know what that number is. So if you have, for instance, business coach for car dealers or uh, coaching for restaurants or whatever the subject is about, you need to pay, uh, tag those pages correctly so that Google can go in, spider it, crawl it, make sure that Google knows what every page is about. Okay, so to for anybody who doesn't understand what tagging means, you mean actually putting the words that match what, and hopefully keywords uh, that match what is on that page. So like exactly. you said, coach for car dealerships or 
or whatever you whatever exactly. the key whatever keyword are. it is that you're 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 doing. And so, if I take a step back from from that, uh, initially when we onboard someone, what we do is we do a competitor analysis and we do a keyword analysis. So there are some apps that we use that run anywhere from fifty dollars a month to sometimes two hundred fifty dollars a month um, that we can look at. Let's say the the client that we're looking to onboard, and we see which keywords that that their website is ranked for. And so we can see there's this keyword that they're ranked for. The search volume is uh, roughly thirty a month, three thousand a month, whatever the search volume is, and they're ranked number let's say number nineteen. And okay. so we are going to see, okay, this is important to our client. So how do we get them from 19 to nine or to one, or, mm-hmm. you know, try to push that up. And so we need to do competitor analysis first, and we can do that same exercise with looking at our competitors and seeing which keywords they're ranked for. And if, the, if those keywords work for our client. So okay. sometimes you, you think that you've covered all the keywords and then you look at the competitor uh, keywords that they're ranked for. And our clients say, well, I didn't even think of those, these keywords. So how about these 10 here? And so it's a good way to kind of look behind the curtain, right. see what your competitors are doing, what they're up to. You're, you know, with, with the open source, you're able to see what everybody's doing, you know, as far as organic goes. Can you get a little more elementary about like when you say ranked for keywords, what exactly that means when somebody is ranked for keywords? Sure. So we'll, we'll stay in the same vein. Let's say for, give me a keyword for your business. Executive coaching. Okay. So let's say executive coaching. We look on the back end of your website and you're ranked number seven, for example. But and what, what does that ranked number mean? Number that seven. Means that that compared- means that when somebody goes to Google and types in executive coaching, that you will be seventh on the list. Thank you. That's what ranked means. Okay. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Listing, ranking. Okay. So we can see which keywords a particular keyword is ranked or listed where they are on Google. So usually most of us, we don't go past the second or third page usually. So there are some times where you go deeper, where you look at the top 20, 50, Mm -hmm. whatever, but usually it's a lot of the traffic is going to come in from the top 10. And so we want to get on that first page. Mm-hmm. And so we look at our competitor and we look at our website and we identify keywords that we want to go after. And so once we do that, then we're creating content for those keywords. So if it's executive coach, executive coaching, we create content for those keywords and it could be blogs, it could be video, etc. cetera. Okay. And so we have the, we've identified the keywords we want to write for we start to do some content creation. Next, we want to see, you know, we want to manage our reputation management. We want to know, we want to get some Google reviews, some Yelp reviews, some Facebook reviews. It's one thing for me to say something nice about myself. It's different if someone else says something nice about me. And so it's no different online when you have people that are consistently uh, saying nice things about you. Okay. So so a question that I can imagine that would come up is, If my website, a focus on results.com is getting, and somebody is saying something nice about me over on Facebook, how the heck does a focus on results.com know that? Or how does Google know that we're connected? Google knows everything. They know what's, what's yeah. going on. They know on your social media, they've made the connection between your Twitter account, your Facebook account, your LinkedIn account. 
et cetera. So they kind of know where you live, what your interests are, what your age group is, your gender. They kind of have an idea. Wow. Wow was right. <laughs> so, so that way, if, if I say something nice about you on your Facebook fan page, Google will know that the two are connected to your website. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. So that's segueing into the next part of what Google looks for in search engine optimization is it looks at your social media campaign. So let's say you posted twice in January and you haven't posted so far all year and you're not going to post the rest of the year. So that's a negative metric. If you post regularly, let's say you're going to post 50 times a year, post it once a week. Don't try to do everything in January and nothing the rest of the year. You need to feed your audience and Google in a consistent manner. So consistency is super important to Google. Absolutely. Absolutely. That applies to when you're doing link building, which I'll get into. That applies to reviews because sometimes we're going to, we onboard a client and they don't have any reviews. And so we, we want to do a review campaign. You know, they have 10,000 clients from their past. And so we do an email blast. And then from the 10,000, we get 500 that give them a review in that and week. And all of a sudden, they go from zero to 500. Yeah. So they go from zero to 500 back to zero. And so consistency is key. You know, whether you're creating content, everything is, you know, you need to do it on a regular basis. So when you are, are talking about your social media campaign, try to do it consistently. And you, we need to show some kind of trends here. So let's say last month I had 90 followers on my social media. This month I have a hundred, next month I have 110. There's a trend happening there. And if the longer that trend goes, the better off you're going to be because Google is going to look and say, okay, this company, they're posting regularly. Their audience is growing. It's not booming. It's not shrinking. There's a consistency happening here. They post consistently. They're getting, you know, a good engagement rate. They're getting likes, comments, shares, etc. Okay, so this seems to be a, you know, they seem to be doing good with their social media. That's a good metric for optimizing that website. So it's, t- it's taking a little bit here, a little bit there and trying to clue in on, is this company on a roll? Do they not care about their website? And are they having problems? Because there's a, there's a lot of negative reviews. There's a lot of negativity around this company. The website is not loading fast. The, 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 there's broken links all over the place. You know, like it's trying to put together a piece, pieces to the puzzle. Okay. And so social media is a big part of search engine optimization. And so I have people that tell me they do social media, but they don't do SEO. And so since they're creating content for social media, we can take that content and recycle it for search engine optimization. And, and what very- would that might look like? Well, let's say they, they posted something on Instagram. Let's mm-hmm. say it's a restaurant or it's a, it's a business coach mm-hmm. and they posted something on their Instagram. So we can take that picture, that post, the verbiage around it and create a blog post for that. And then we can tag that page with a keyword that we want to rank for and go from there. So you're, if, if the client has already built out the content for social media, you want to make sure that you get Google's attention also. It's been our experience that um, for a good number of industries, when you're ready to purchase, when you're actively searching on a search engine, you're looking to make that purchase. 
With social media, it's more a matter of branding. And yes, sometimes, you know, uh, you're looking for something. But with search engines, if you if you have your, let's say your pipe bust at home, your, your plumbing, and you're going to, you're not going to go to Instagram generally. Generally, you're, you're going exactly to go to Google, right. Yelp, something like that. And you have a problem and you want to solve it. And so that's why you can't overlook search engines because the, the person that's searching for it is towards the end of the funnel and they're ready to make a decision or they're actively, you know, putting together information and research in order to make a decision soon. And so that's why it's good to have social media, but don't forget about search engine optimization either. Okay. So, so to follow up on that, I hear a lot about blogs. For those people listening, is it, does blogging tend to be the best way to optimize your website? Or are there other, like my podcast uh, website has new posts consistently, but they're not blogs, they're, they're show note pages, those kinds of things. So I'm just mm-hmm. curious um, if we're giving some ideas here for the audience is blogging like one of the best ways or, or are there other ways? Well, for instance, you have your category pages. So you have, let's say I'll use a accountant as an example. Accountant has, you know, IRS audit, has a bank levy, has certain keywords that are pages. So once you have those services, it's not like a accountant has a thousand services. So the services are done. And so those are the pages that you're looking to monetize from, whether it's capturing a form fill or getting a phone call from that page or whatever it is, those are the pages where you're going to, that's kind of the final page. Mm -hmm. And it could be at your website, it's the contact page, it could be, uh, you know, the categories that you have. Mm -hmm. So when we build our content, then we're building it around the blog pages, and we're pointing it to the category page. So you have like the site structure where let's say there's the top five or 10 pages that you have that you want to rank for. And the blog pages are pointing to those 10 pages. And when we build that content, we're using those keywords that are going to point to those 10 uh, main pages. So what are other things that people could do besides writing a blog to point to those pages, if anything? So the next thing, as far as content creation goes, you're asking, yeah, like if just... they don't want to write, if maybe they're not a good writer, or maybe they mm-hmm. don't, they're like, I don't want to do a blog, but I want to be able to optimize my website. Is there I mean, any other ideas? We get often. So, you know, we have writers ourselves, because sometimes people are stuck on something and we need to, we can't be stuck. We need to mm-hmm. get it done. So we have writers that can write or, you know, uh, you can hire a writer to write for you, mm-hmm. uh, but it has to be done. Other than that, we can do video and we can do video and transcribing the video. So when you do that, you're kind of hitting the different senses. Some people like to read, other people like to listen, other people mm-hmm. like to watch. Mm-hmm. So we all absorb uh, data and information in different ways. So, and one of the biggest factors for search engine optimization is if people like your website. So there's this tool called Google Analytics that I would suggest everyone has it. It's a free app that you can download and connect it to your website. So that way we can see where the visitors to your website came in from, like the top landing pages that they came in from, top exit pages, 
time on site, how many pages that they visit, if it was desktop, tablet, or mobile. If it was mobile, what kind of phone were they using? Which part of the country did they come in from? All kinds of data that is helpful to make a decision for, for your uh, marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. And so let's say, for example, I have someone that comes to my website, they stay for 10 seconds, they don't, not even 10 seconds, let's say two seconds, and then they leave. They don't go to any other pages on my website. If I have the majority of my visitors that are doing that, that's an awful metric for Google. So Google sends, you know, someone types in a keyword, they go to on Google, from Google, they come to my website. And let's say I have 100 visitors today that came in from Google, and 99 of them came for two seconds and left. So that's horrible. That's not a good user experience, obviously, because Google's watching that, as opposed to Uh, They come from Google to my website and they click around. They watch some videos for three minutes, five minutes. They go to different pages and Google says, okay, this keyword is a good match for this website. Let me push the ranking from number 20 to number 12. And let's see how that is. And let me add a couple more keywords here from this website that seems to be working. And you kind of go from there. So content creation is huge. And so I have clients all the time that you know, they have a certain number in mind. They want to create one blog post a month, a, a week or a day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want to do quality and I want to be able to do the research and do the keyword that we can realistically rank for and, you know, kind of do a campaign around that. Because once they come to your website and they leave, they don't like the content, you're wasting your time. And so it has to be the right content for the right user there are a lot of websites that do all kinds of things to try to get ranking. And then they show their clients, look, I, I got you this many visitors to your website. I got you 10,000 yesterday or whatever. And, but they're all bouncing. They're all coming for two, three seconds. They're on the mm-hmm. wrong website. They're leaving. And then eventually that's hurting the long-term SEO right. campaign for, for a website. So I've been asked this question before. It will not surprise you that I do not have the answer for it. So we're going to get you to answer it because I know sure. you have it. So I've been asked before if I, so for example, if somebody has, is a podcaster and they have transcripts for their show as a downloadable link, is that the same as do they, is it better to somehow have their whole transcript posted, which it would be stinking long. So I was trying to figure, but is that better for sort of the creepy crawlers that you were talking about earlier? What would you recommend to somebody who asked me that question that I didn't have an answer for? Sure. I prefer that uh, uh, you, uh, you build out a page on your website and, and embed your video onto that page and then transcribe that video. And I've done videos where, you know, they spoke for an hour, an hour and it was 5,000, 10,000 words. But uh, that's something that people like to read it. Google's reading it. And so it's, it's good to have that. So you're saying like have the video with the words right under it, like all right there, no clickable link where you download it and take it away with you or whatever. It's it's right there. Okay. That's, that's good. Cause I, I got to ask that question a couple of times and I was like, I have no earthly idea. (laughs) Yeah. You want, you want to make it as simple as possible for the user and for Google to know what's on that page. A lot of times, you know, you, you go to a website, you don't know them or you know them, but the website has an issue or it's been hacked or something and you go there and it says click here to download and you you don't know if you you'll you'll lose some people with that 
Okay. Because people so, don't want to click on things that get them garbage into their computer. Yes. So you want, you want to make sure that everyone's nice and comfortable. It's all right there to be read. If they want to listen to it, they're clicking on a YouTube link. You know, it's, it, there's a certain comfort to that. And so you're not losing people when you're asking them to download things. Even, you know, they may not know you yet, not know mm-hmm. of you, uh, and, and they may feel uncomfortable. And again, sometimes, you, you know, there are situations where the server gets hacked or something happens and mm-hmm. then it's a problem. So usually I like it where, you know, we, we do it so that it's very user friendly. It's not, you have them there to tell them, okay, do this one extra step. It's not usually best practice. Okay. Well, good to know. I did. That seems like a lot of words to put on the website. So that's what I was. So you, you don't get dinged for too much content by Google. No, especially with, you know, when you're doing video and transcribing it, you, you know, it's there. I'm not going to say there isn't a tipping point. Mm-hmm. Usually what we try to do is we test content out. So for example, there's on YouTube, there's analytics. So you can see on your YouTube analytics, you could see per video that, okay, I, I have a hundred people that listen to my video and let's say half of them uh, dropped off within the first minute. And it's a, let's say a five minute video. So how many of the rest of those 50%, how, when is the next big drop off? Mm-hmm. And so you see over and over again, some trends sometimes where, you know, it's, it's minutes X. And so you can kind of gauge your audience. There are some subjects that, you know, I've talked like on this podcast, we've been talking for at least half an hour now. Mm-hmm. And I've been on podcasts where I've spoken for hour, hour and a half. And, and, and afterwards, I see the analytics, uh, you know, and it's pretty solid because the audience is there for that. Now, are they there for that on a weekly basis? I don't know. You know, that's, these are things that I, that's what I love about digital marketing is we're able to see what, what is happening. Because back in the day, you would run an ad in a magazine or a newspaper or something, and you really didn't know what was going on. And sometimes they would rip out the uh, advertisement in the newspaper and show up six months later. Right. It was di- like when they were ready, they just put it in their wallet or somewhere on the coffee table and then show up later. So with digital marketing, it's immediate. And you want to make sure that you run your campaigns almost like a laser beam as opposed to a shotgun blast. So you can look at the data and you could look at certain things. For example, the, the blog article idea. Mm-hmm. So if you have a landing page for that blog post, you can see, you know, if they're exiting from that blog post, if Google is ranking you because of that blog post, you're able to see if you have, you know, certain tools, or if you work with a marketing company, they'll be able to show you and say, this video did well, this blog post didn't do well, etc. And you can fine tune things. Okay. All right. So like you said, we've been talking about a half an hour, but I want to be sure that we are, we've pretty much, you've given great tips for certain things. You're obviously, we need to be thinking about blogging. If we're, if we're not blogging, you need to be thinking about it. So what is sort of a last piece that we want to be sure that we cover as we think about SEO and we think about, you know, using our websites to help people find us and learn about us and those kinds of things? Well, you know, there are a lot of factors in search engine optimization. So people sometimes they they jump into it thinking that it's, you know, it's free, but you have to do some things to get that free traffic. Mm -hmm. And so for, for me, I feel like the consistency is huge. You have to do things consistently. And if you can continue to do something where you 
uh, have a website that's functioning properly, you're not getting flagged for anything inappropriate or spam or anything like that, and you do your research for your keywords, in time, it's one of those things that you have to think of it as a marathon. When you run ads, or back in the day when people would run ads in the newspaper, magazines, and things, things like that, it was more immediate sometimes. You know, with Facebook ads, it's immediate, where either they fill out the form or they call it or they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, with SEO, it takes a longer time to get indexed and to, to be able to leapfrog over your competitors. But once you're there, you establish your real estate, it's difficult for someone to jump over you. Okay. So as long as you, you keep started, doing the things that got you yes, there. Yes. The, you can't the, get to the first page and then say, oh, good, I don't have to do anything anymore. Exactly. exactly. Because every day there's new websites coming in right. and, and getting into the competition. So it takes longer to, uh, to, to start that and to start to see results. So think of it like a marathon. And so, but once you're there, you start to get that traffic coming in, it'll be worth it for, for your, your business. Without it, it's difficult to make new clients online, you know, right. um, and uh, Google ads prices are going up. Facebook ads prices are going up. Everything is getting more expensive. And mm-hmm. so over time, it's just going to get even more expensive. So you want to make sure that you build your online community with your social media, you collect your email lists, uh, and you start doing your optimization. Because over time, Google will see this website's been around, it's not causing any problems, you know, they're not getting anything negative, they're running their going about their life running their business. Okay, so let me, you know, give them some ranking, it's difficult to just spin up a site on Monday and start getting traffic on Tuesday. That's just not how it works. It was kind of how it worked, you know, 10, 15 years ago, but not not any longer. Okay. Good. So if people want to learn more about you and what you do, where could they find you? They can go to my website. This is my And if they like, they can click on a book now button that I have on, on the top of the page there. And they can book a 15 minute consultation with me. We'll take a look at their websites. We'll take a look at the ranking on their website, their competitor, and, and any other strategies or questions that they might have in their search engine optimization campaign. So good. Eric, thanks for bringing your expertise forward. I think it was clear to everyone. It's not my expertise. So, so grateful that you enlightened us and gave us some really solid things to think about when we're engaged in that marathon to get to page one. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It is my intention and desire that every show gives you some gold nugget to walk away with and to be able to apply to your business or your partnership with clients. And I'm so curious about what the gold nugget was that most spoke to you in this show. If you'd like to leave a comment or send me an email at meg at a focus on results.com. I would love to hear from you. If you want to know more about Eric Seropian and his business and the work he does, go to starcoachshow.com slash 252 to be able to access the show notes for this show. I invite you back next week when I am presenting my interview with communication expert, Neil Gordon. We're going to be talking about the importance of connection and how we talk in a way that attracts people and 
lets them know that we get them because that's ultimately, you know, people want to work with people who understand them. So that's next week's show. And I look forward to seeing you again then. If you are enjoying the show and would be willing to leave a rate and review wherever you listen, that would be much appreciated. And just a final note as we wrap up the show today, as the show is going live, my mentor program for fall of 2021 is enrolling. As a matter of fact, the early bird rate is about to end for that. So if you are interested in mentor coaching, go to starcoachshow.com slash mentor, starcoachshow.com slash mentor and pick up information about the program. See if it's a fit for you. I'd love to work with you if it is. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a fantastic week.